No. <laughs> so, uh, I'm glad I ran that audition last week. Uh, you might need to replace me. I might need to replace you immediately. So we, we have, again, I'm Mike Bridgen. I'm still in It's Matt Flowers here. There we go. We got all the names. No mentions of tongues. Do you guys, It's weird saying your own name. It is weird saying it's it. so weird. Why did you make me do that? I, I've done it to everybody. I don't know why I do it that way, but it's, I'm Matt Fly- it's I been do. the first way. I know I sounded horrible. You got the name and the voice. I um, hate my voice. Everyone hates their own voice. Okay, Especially good. Especially once you start recording it. I'm just used to mine, but I didn't like it starting off. Yeah, you have a good voice, I, man. You're like very. You well, know, why? Thank you. I, I, I sound like I'm whining, on like a nasally whiny old man. But everything like, you say is clear, and that's what's important. Okay. I sound you know? like I have three different kinds of lisps, and it's not okay to listen to. It's one from each bump on your tongue. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I just blow air through the channels between yeah. the bumps, and they produce different. Things. <laughs> the, I can the pores in your tongue. <laughs> Your tongue is like a plant they find on E.T.'s planet. I can whistle two different tunes at once. Two on my tongue. He's all the seven so dwarves talented. at once. <laughs> so, uh, so, Matt, so tell I'm, us, what, what do you do? What, yeah. why, why are you here? So I'm here. Um, I'm So I do a podcast. I'm, I'm an actor. You know, I'm in the entertainment biz. And I said, you know what? I'm going to start my own thing. That way I have control over it, you know, and see where it takes me. And it's called 60 Minute Movies with Matt Flowers. Which I love, by the way. Please check it out. You're on. I know you're on Spotify because I get you there. Yep, yep. Are you? Yeah, I'm else? on. Dude, I'm on Spotify, um, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcast. Is it Apple Podcast now? Apple, like, just Google it. What, yeah. It's gonna be outdated by the time we yeah. put this up. Anywhere yeah. you can find us, you can find him. And exactly. sixty minute podcasts is. Is, or sixty minute movies. It is a it's essentially, yeah. It is a, it is a podcast, but it, it yeah, it's sixty minute movies. Where now, what do you do on sixty minute? So movies? I sit down, I bring on a friend from the biz mm. every every uh, episode, and um, we essentially try to come up with an idea for a movie in under an hour, with the uh, goal of trying to make it. You know, the worst case scenario is we just have a fun conversation about you know cool idea for a movie or a crappy idea for a movie. Uh, and the best case scenario is like you know we we look at each other dead in the eye, <laughs> and we say let let's try to make this. And then you can go st- through the planning stages, you know, outlining, uh, writing, and and just developing it, which is cool because it's also an educational tool, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and uh, yeah, so we come up with the genres on the spot. I have a little baggie with like I have like thirty two different genres in it, and we just pick one out of a bag and we go from there and just you know use our experiences and like what inspires us to make an idea for a movie and sometimes you pull out the same genre twice yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey man but you go that's with life it. dude you and gotta go with it yeah I, I so we've all been to pitch well you've been to our pitch meetings because yeah. i've hosted pitch meetings here but i'm sure you've been to pitch meetings as well and it they're not exactly as laser focused as I think no. many people would think they are. It's a lot of just throwing things out, everybody saying no, and then one person at the other end of the table going like, "Well, actually, we could maybe put this on top of it," and yeah. then it builds from there. Right, and it's it, it it's a very interesting but grueling process, and the fact that you have turned that into a digestible format of you know a little over an hour is pretty cool. 
Because you're just coming up with ideas. And like you were saying before, if you do one every week, you have 52 ideas by the end of the year. Right. You might have one or two of them that'll work. So that's pretty cool. Right. And what's cool is that the first episode with a buddy of mine and a good actor, um, Buddy Kane, um, what was cool is so we, we – um, you can go back and listen to the podcast. We came up with a warrior's choice, which was a, a martial arts uh, – I guess martial arts teen movie. And essentially it's – um. This kid is a, you know, the top high school wrestler in the area. He's in a small town, and um, somebody else new comes in. But what was cool is that, um, you know, we've all been like the, kind of had the new kid in town, or maybe we, you know, you, you walk into the cafeteria at lunch one day, you don't know who to sit with, and like trying to make friends yeah. and all. So we actually got to use um, Buddy, who actually moved a lot during his childhood and has experienced these things. And he was also on the wrestling team and, and experiencing that. And so it's just cool to use real-life experiences. You know. Yeah, use what you know and um, to be able to do that and come up with something for that instead of just, like you said, sometimes you throw stuff on the wall and it's really out there. Yeah. So what we like to do on this podcast is we pose a, a hypothetical question and we debate it, but I think it would be fun today to do what I am tentatively calling the 10-minute movie. So this is you great. Think you wanna, Let's you do, do it, it, man. Yeah, we're going to deviate from the format a little bit and since we have you here. And then when we record his an episode of his show, he can do a 60-minute comedy prompt. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> the fact that we do them for any longer than 60 seconds is grueling. We can improvise for 60 minutes. It's like, uh, what, what did we, we do with Matt? From which genre of music would uh, the musicians be best to uh, to fill the presidential cabinet? Yeah, I don't, so, know, that, I don't know if that one was that prompt was great. It, didn't, it worked. It we filled work. 15 minutes, yeah. which is the uh, what? What other ones have we done? Horse body, fish head. That was that was a, a that was I, legend. I, I don't prepare, and I am forced to come up with them on the spot. And that's what we're stuck with. He could prepare if he chooses not to. I could prepare. <laughs> and there was a time where I did. And then... So, yeah. I, I have a wheel up here. It's a wheel of movie genres. Let's do it, man. So, I'm going to hit it. We're going to see what happens. All right. Is there right. really a wheel? Martial arts. Oh, <laughs> man. Let's do it. It's a <laughs> comedy. I don't think we... Comedy is so, like... Vague. Yeah. Let's let's go with any of the others. Let's roll it again. Let's roll that wheel. All right, so we're rolling the wheel for the first time. Classic. Ooh. What What's classic? Yeah, what is classic? I guess we're going to have to spin it again. Like Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin? One more time until we get something usable. Don't you dare hit comedy. <laughs> action. It was right on the verge of hitting we, comedy. We can do action. We can do action. Let's do action. Let's do action. Okay, um, so what are the so. parameters of... Cause like I'm not, I'm not familiar. Yeah, let's. You literally just. I might ask a few questions to my guests. Like you know what, like action. Okay, we have action. Well, what are some of your favorite action movies, or what are some of your favorite aspects? I of... love Taken. Taken is one of my not only my favorite comedy movie or <laughs> <laughs> action movies, <laughs> but one of my favorite movies. Taken's good. Okay. I don't know who you are. Uh, man. Oh, well, here, okay. So let's do minutes. this. I just came with an idea. And by the way. Um, the way I present to my guests is if somebody has an idea, like we don't have to take it there. Like you can do, yeah. you know, we can just see wherever it goes. It's not, you know, it's a democracy, right? I got the timer. Okay. Oh, right. As soon as we go. 
I, I think we're we should just all go in. Let's, right? let's yeah, all do it. All right, so here we go. Three, two, one. Let's do it. All uh, right. So you made me think of Liam Neeson, right? So what about this? What about um? I bet you this movie's been done before, but it just made me think as a starting point. What if the main character is like a um? He's a former like like action star. Oh, okay. But, he, but okay. he's the per, like he's but the main character is just the guy who plays. Like it, it would be Liam Neeson. It wouldn't be Liam Neeson's character. Yeah, it taken. would be Liam Neeson as the person. As the person, yeah. Just retired and he's okay. he's done. And then he's got to bring his like stunt action skills mm-hmm. into try and translate that into real life. Yeah, but, something happens ooh, where but he's bullets don't do that and cars don't crash like that. Yeah, he's he's got to be the one to save the day. It's kind right. of sounds like right. a comedy. I'm too. just an actor. It sounds like an action comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we can. Uh, well, if. If we don't want it to be a comedy, we don't have to take it there. Wait, isn't this the plot? Wait, okay, I haven't seen I it. I think this could be a comedy. What What was the plot of The Last Action Hero? Well, I don't think I've ever heard of that. The Last Action Hero was the kid um, went into the screen. Like, he went into okay. that world. I knew there was But it did, I definitely think this is like, I think there was like a John claude Van Damme was in a movie like this where he just played himself but we'll do some research on it but i like the idea of having a straight action like no comedy okay. aspect okay right because it's too easy to go comedy with so this he, you know so what he, i mean so it's a serious he's trying to translate his action star exactly okay all right, all right. um Make maybe say he's a stunt actor yeah or or yeah maybe maybe he's the, maybe he was he grew um, he has a deep friendship with the stunt guy who's played him of all his movies, Ooh. and someone kidnaps the stunt guy. Maybe a stunt guy got into trouble with drugs or hey, something. There I like it is. that. I and gonna... he has to save him. Yeah, and he's he's been watching this whole time, but he never does the stunts. Right. He oh, just looks like, like he's like doing that. the stunts. Yeah. Starring Tom Cruise. Okay. He does his own stunts. Anyway. You know he has his own stunt guy <laughs> that's on like speed dial. You know what I mean? Oh, just Tom in case. Cruise. I'm sure. Tom Cruise. He, he refuses. His, he produces his own movies so he can do his own stunts. Oh, that that is right. I don't yeah. know why I said that because uh, he just did the whole, um, the new what is it, Mission Impossible, yeah, and then Top Gun, yeah, all those the whole, stunts. The whole spectacle with all of his movies is what the hell did right. Tom Cruise do to defy death for this? <laughs> like, did he hang up, like climbing up the building or hanging? You know, good for him though. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No. Good for him that he's he's dedicated to it. He's not just lazy about it where so, he's going in. I want I want to pitch this to Tom Cruise. Okay. So, his stunt double gets kidnapped, and he's got to go rescue his stunt double. But does he have a stunt double if he does his own stunts? I mean, he's Tom Cruise playing a guy. I mean, okay. Just, just for the for the <laughs> gotcha. for the purpose of the movie, he has right. a stunt. Oh, guy. okay. So he's playing. He's not playing Tom Cruise. No, he's just playing. He's some playing guy. someone else who was a big actor. But should we do yeah. something like yeah. like Ryan Reynolds plays Ryan Reynolds? Then it's a comedy. Uh, Brad Pitt plays Brad Pitt. No, it's got to be someone who hasn't ever existed before. Okay. So, do you want to get like a no name or Clark Mc- McGregor? Clark he could be Tom Cruise, but name. maybe he okay. his name was Clark McGregor. Tom Cruise. Who his his most famous, you know, he was famous for a bunch of okay. movies. Yeah, so, movies that don't exist in our world. Who is the bad guy? John Goodman. John Goodman is the bad guy. <laughs> I love name me a bad John Goodman or a movie where he's bad in it. And Tom yeah. Cruise, I think Tom Cruise also plays his stunt double. Yes. <laughs> so Tom, it's Tom Cruise as Clark McGregor, and Tom Cruise as Clark McGregor's stunt, stunt double. double. Yes. Yeah. 
So, so and they they've worked together for maybe like third like thirty years. You know, they've known each other for a long time. Right. Maybe this is what happens. You know, maybe uh, what's his name, Clark. Griswold. Clark McGregor. Clark McGregor. Clark Griswold. Clark Griswold. <laughs> That's the movie I want to see. Clark Griswold is the hottest action star in Hollywood. National right. Lampoon's but, Countdown yes. to Destruction. The problem is his stunt double got caught up in some risky business. Yes. He um, starts dating a stripper, but she is claimed by a mob boss played by John Goodman. Yes, I'm loving this. And now, who plays the stripper? I'm thinking somebody. John uh, Goodman. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal? I don't know. <laughs> she doing anything anymore? Margot Robbie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she can right, do right. it. She can do anything. She's been naked. She's so great. Yeah. She was at Wolf of Wall Street. She was naked. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Margot Robbie plays a stripper girlfriend who's been... And she and... <laughs> Clark Griswold. Stunt, she and stunt, stunt Clark. Clark. Clark Griswold is the stunt double. Clark McGregor is the actual okay. guy. Clark Griswold and Margot Robbie <laughs> get kidnapped by John Goodman, mm-hmm. and Tom Cruise has to rescue them. And what are some stunt? What are some action pieces? So I feel like through? what he'd have to do in this situation is because he does not ever done the stunts, so he's gonna have to watch his own movies. To right. Get, like, oh, there's totally a montage yeah. where he has to. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do, and he has to like. It's a training montage right. between him watching his own movies and then trying to recreate the stunts of yeah. that movie. And he's like doing like karate moves in front of his TV. Yeah, and he like accidentally punches out a light or something. Yeah, but then he knows accident. he's ready. Yeah, but then he yeah. knows he's ready because he, he just reached it. Yeah, like uh, maybe his like his wife is like, "Hey, honey, catch or something." I don't know. Like, and he catches something without looking at it. Aww. I love it's it. Like, yeah. Mm. And then he knows. He, then he knows. Mm. Then he realizes he he knows kung fu. And so. <laughs> yeah, and, at the uh, entire time. Yeah. I know kung fu. Yeah, Mr. Miyagi wasn't wasting my time. <laughs> well, you know, he he's been involved, so it's somewhere subconsciously <clears throat> in his mind he's been absorbing it. Right. He's just. You know, by the time the, the stunt scenes come along, he's walking away to his trailer or yeah. whatever. So, and then he realizes... Because I think this would actually be a good movie coming up because there's a whole petition right now to have a whole section of the Oscars for stunts. Yes. Oh, really? There yeah. Because there should be. There they need to have a Background Actor of the Year mm-hmm. award. Totally. I Gunther. think. <laughs> Gunther. Gunther. Retroactively given all of the awards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so... By watching his stunt double doing stunts, he learns how to take a hit, take a fall, mm-hmm. uh, take a car crash, uh, take like getting hit by a car, and he can totally use the in the movie to rescue his stunt double friend. You know, it'd be great is if because <clears throat> he's an actor. Yeah. So yeah. maybe when there's a confrontation, Ooh, yeah. he gets hit, and like he's so used to acting hurt, but maybe like he's like, oh, like. That was it. Yeah. You know, maybe he realizes he's like a, a better person than stronger, like tougher person. I like I like the idea that maybe he's faking him out. Like, yeah, and then he oh plays, yeah, yeah, he's he's playing, that's what I was saying. Right. Like, game. He knows how to take a hit, mm. so it doesn't hit him as hard as it normally would. Yeah. He realizes that, and then he plays. He's like, playing it up like awesome, right? Oh, he's yeah. so yeah. like he he's so hurt. So then you know he, the villain walks away or whatever, and he's able to go and unlock the cage. Yeah. That the yes. uh, the stunt man and the girlfriend are in. Yeah. And yeah. then he 
shoots John Goodman. I guess. Because <laughs> he used his open palm bullet technique. Well, that's when so you I have a know. good opportunity to have a big fight from. scene. I don't know yeah. where the gun came from. Because now you have two guys who are doing like coordinated stunts. Because yes. one is doing the stunts and then one learned from the other one. Right. Tom Cruise versus John Goodman is going to look like Warwick Davis <laughs> versus <laughs> the Kingpin. That's wait. <laughs> Is that what I thought? Of, is John Goodman like too old to be in this role? Isn't Tom Cruise too old to be in anything? I think everyone. But well, I John Goodman's lost some weight. He like he's in good shape. Yeah. He's still got that loose skin weight. I think that that's good though to have him be older because it. I don't want it to be somebody right. young. I want it to and be we can put him on like a meal, like a he's workout regimen. He's an experienced stuff. model. Yeah, he's yes. he's experienced in or no, both of them. Just like the. Okay. He's been in the film industry for a long time, so there's this history. If taken and. If Taken and John Wick have taught me anything, it's that 50-plus-year-old men in action movies are it. Yeah, they're yeah. blockbusters. They're always mm-hmm. way better, and that's, I think, one of the reasons I love Taken so much, because I, I, it feels more real than just yeah. having a young yeah. guy who's jumping around yeah. and everything. Because yeah. even when you think about like The Rock, The Rock's like 40-something. I mean, he's getting up there. People yeah. don't realize it, but... He still looks, yeah, like, oh. he still looks like he's 30. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah, he looks incredible. I love the older action heroes. Can't... There's no way he can wipe his own ass with arms like Goodman or The Rock? <laughs> the Rock. The Rock, okay. For, I don't know, man. <laughs> I can't reach behind my back. John Goodman can wipe his own ass. The <laughs> so Rock has people for Rock's that. got his stunt guy to do it for him. Yeah. Well, with that con- the Connors money, I think he's probably going to have been able to rehire some people. Is there enough money in TV to, ha- to hire someone to wipe oh, your good, ass? You know Goodman's... Goodman's loaded. Goodman's a movie yeah, star. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a TV star. He's a movie star. Mm-hmm. So what? What should we name it? Because um, I like to. I like to try to come up with a title by the end. If yeah. usually what happens is like, hopefully something comes up along the way. Okay. <clears throat> so let's see. Hmm. Uh, actor has to rescue his stunt double from John Goodman. Because I don't want to just call it double. Because I feel like no. that's that's cheap. Double trouble. Nah. That's can't be obvious you know big trouble and little double (laughs) (laughs) this is the one thing i'm not good it it took us months to come up with the title for this show and we were pressured (laughs) because i was going to be a guest on another podcast and i told andy we have to get it out because this podcast is listened to by a lot of people we recorded a few without having a title for this show Mm -hmm. um yeah what if we name the movie Um, maybe what about like rescuing myself or something like we're getting closer he, like because yeah. he's essentially the real guy has to saving me? save saving saving me, me. that's kind of neat hmm. save me save me. <laughs> save me i like save, save me. me all right that yeah we're definitely that's like good. that's that's the feel that it needs is like because it's you know it's a little bit introspective it's um it's referential to the material yeah. of you're kind of saving yourself, but I don't know. Save me. That's that's our tentative. That that's our, that's our working, title. working title. title. It's our working title, Good job, gentlemen. And just in time, that I totally like didn't just pause for about thirty seconds <laughs> to keep up with everything. How long did we actually go for? We went for about 10 minutes and 30 seconds. So okay. we did pretty good. Yeah, we did pretty good. <laughs> we got, uh... I did pause it at the very end. So if somebody offered for you to do a movie where you have to get all the hair taken off of you, 
and you're pretty much naked, would you do it? Um, name price, dude. There it is. Name That's... price. Half a do million. I get a SAG waiver at the end? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Half I'll, a mil. That's where I'll it starts. Do it. I'll do it. You'll do it. I would do it. All right. Because you know, not, it, if you play the part well, because it wasn't like it was a bad part either. Like he was, it was yeah. a good movie from what I remember. Right. And it's John Goodman, so he's, you know, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's going to show up to work. Yeah. He's he's showing up and he's he's doing work. He's playing the part that he got hired to do. And uh, so yeah, what what parts have you taken on? Um. So I've. What's your <clears throat> wheelhouse? Oh, my wheelhouse. It's you. I've done like. Some comedy. Um, when Evil Lives Here, I'm like a. I, I get like the family, like the family guy okay. type of roles, I feel like. But in Evil Lives Here, I was a serial killer. Is that the. Who was also guy? a family guy, yeah. right? He was, and he was a family guy. Yeah. And um, Spare Me, I did a shoot, and I was kind of like the. Not necessarily like a family guy, but I was the uh, cushiony, like teddy bear type of thing mm-hmm. you know um i prefer comedy uh that's where we are just like everything or just like really like just really strange i think i could do like really like out there but the thing is like you don't know <clears throat> i was having a i was having a conversation with my wife and i was saying because i'm 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 very progressive and i'm all for like everybody going forward but I draw a line to where I think about it, and Kindergarten Cop <laughs> could not be made today without somebody That's... tweeting like he roughed up that kid, and I don't like like yeah. it's a movie, man. Can we tell stories anymore? Like oh no, we just have to keep like. Did you watch? Things. Did you watch the movie? And like like I don't feel like we're allowed to tell stories mm-hmm. anymore to see where it goes to. Because I had this idea for a movie called Jerk Dad. And I've had it for a while, and my wife was like, "You'd probably never be able to make it." And I'm like, "Are you willing to divulge well, like, the details?" You're not even. No, I'm not. No. Okay. But the point is, he's a hero at the end. Mm-hmm. But you're not even allowed to get there because, you know, he might do some jerky stuff. He's a jerk dad. But it's like I don't know if I can make that movie because are people gonna be offended? Mm-hmm. But it's like just watch the movie and be in it for the long haul. And there was a movie that came out a few years ago. It was with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Oh, Daddy's I, Home. That's yeah. that. That's yeah. it. Where uh, you know Mark Wahlberg is the he's the stepdad, right? He yes. comes along and he's just kind of a dick, right? And is it anything like that? No. There, okay. Yeah, but it's. I think that's a good example of how you can still be a jerk because it's. They show through the movie that he becomes self-aware. Right, but I want to do, point, and it's like teamwork. Right, but but that was still like, I feel like you you left the gloves on. I want to do Jerk Dad R-rated. He might do some jerky stuff. Just a really bad part. Just a, like he maybe he'll cheat on his wife, and like just jerky stuff. But I don't know if you ever saw the movie Joe with um who is the dad who is the dad from Everybody Loves Raymond Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. It's like one of his first movies. Yeah. <clears throat> he was a um, Vietnam vet coming home, and there was a time where the hippies were uh, protesting against the the uh, veterans. And uh, I kind of like view it as that where it's a gritty. Like I want to make a, a jerk dad has to be gritty. It can't be like daddy's home wall or it's like Wolf Ferrell more wall you know. You know what I mean? Like I want to do movies that are gritty, but you know people are gonna get offended about stuff. But it's like, did you did you watch the whole thing? 
Because the whole point is at the end, like, it's not where you begin, it's where you end. And sometimes, like, are we allowed to grow as people? Like, you know, mm. it's like on Stranger Things. I love the third season. Did you guys watch Stranger Things? Did you I saw watch the first it all? one. I'm going to start watching The point is, I won't ruin anything for you. People were mad because in the third season, um, one of the main characters, who's like the sheriff, he gets a little rough and a little agitated, and people were offended. And I'm like, well, when stuff gets serious, I don't know about you guys, People but I get I get aggravated, and I want to start muscling things around. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's real. That's, that's real. Reaction. And I liked it because it showed like the, it, he was more intense. And I feel like you're not allowed to be intense, even though at the end, you know, you get to where you get to. And I've, I'm afraid that, you know, people won't be able to tell stories the way they want to tell them because yeah. it's just too offensive. We, we had an actor, uh, his name's Kevin Benton. He came on here uh, a few months ago, and he he's the nicest guy. Like, he's very nice, but he played a villain in one movie. And I can't remember what the name of the movie was. Is but, that the one with the plane? I think so, but yeah, he, he played would, like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the one with the plane. Mm, yeah, I forgot what it was called. he's a he's a bad guy in the movie, and people would actually come up to him on the streets, like people that would recognize him because it, it had some play, and they were like angry with him, like that was actually him. Yeah. Oh, you're just telling a it's story. A yeah. It, and it, if you lose that, and you're just telling a bunch of lukewarm stories, you're stuck with nothing but endless reboots. Right. And plus, that's where we are now. Like, everything's oh, a reboot. I hate reboots. But plus, like, um, you know, back in the 80s, you know, when uh, slasher movies were kind of, like, becoming a thing, people were mad because they, you know, they show women in a direct way. A, most of those movies, the woman ends up winning, like, mm -hmm. out in the end. And it's like, what, like, what message are we sending? Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. I could go on that for hours. But um, yeah. I forget what the point I was saying was. It's just that I feel like some movies couldn't, like you'd want to tell, couldn't be made a certain way because of... You know. My favorite movie of all time, Back to the Future, where <sighs> there's the older guy and the, and the yeah. high school kid, that couldn't happen. It now. could not happen now. But it's you watch the movie, it's not like they have some kind of weird relationship. Yeah, it's kind of strange that they hang out, but they're just hanging out. Right. They're just friends, and it's never explained why. Right. People don't want them to hang out, but it's he's just like Marty. Come, like I we got a, I have a time machine. <laughs> Let's and like okay. that's the, that's the only setup we get that they that they're friends. But yeah, like you couldn't even you could make Back to the Future now, and it's not for a you know a lack of it being moral or right. And plus, or it's like people oh, yeah. that complain. It's like it's not your story. Like this mm. is a made up story about time travel. Well, I mean, make it nowadays you just have to go the extra mile and explain that doc brown is marty's mentor or something they do that in porn well there's the step sibling shit now okay. i've heard we can... they spend like five minutes setting it up can we get a porn director one of these days to explain what the fuck is going on <laughs> i guess it just gets hits or something i don't I know they, they play the keywords but yeah it someone needs to answer for this if if you lose the ability to tell stories, yeah, there are some where it, you know it might get weird or something. But if you go into a movie, you should realize I am watching a piece of art that is not real. This is supposed right. to make me feel something. If people leave the theater angry, 
that's an emotion that they were made to feel by that film. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, it, not everything, you don't have to leave every movie happy, I don't think. It's nice, but you can't have every movie be happy. All right. Some of them have to end feeling real shitty. You walk out and you're like, wow, that was, uh, it was draining. Because mm-hmm. it's art. Like how I remember, I remember when, uh, when we, we went to see Infinity War, mm-hmm. everyone left the theater silent. They ended it. We all it. knew it was coming. Yeah. They ended it in a very <clears> good <throat> way. We all knew it was com- coming, but I don't yeah. think anyone expected it on that scale. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie um, with Robert Pattinson. It's called Remember Me, and Pierce Bronson's in it, and I forget who else is in it. That sounds familiar. And um, the whole movie, like, uh, Robert Pattinson's dating Pierce Bronson's daughter, I think. So, like, there's times when, like, the daughter, I think they visit his office. There's a couple of scenes in his office. They're like, okay. So, at the end, Robert Pattinson's in his office somehow. Nobody else is, and it cuts to a wide shot of just before the, the Twin Towers were hit. So the whole movie, you didn't know like where to place it. The whole movie no, he's led in? up. He's in the building, wow. and then it, it ends right before the plane. And I was like, that was one experience where Man. it was quiet, and I was like, whoa, like I did not. Yeah. That was a left turn did that they, I did not see happen. Did that really play into the theme of the film? Or was it just like, I think when you like look, like uh, yeah. yeah. But I think when you like think back, it, like there's like hints, but it's not a part of, you know what I mean? Like, like there's there's hints, but you don't see it coming. Using a Nokia. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They... <laughs> <laughs> that's what I. That's my first cell phone. Yeah. yeah. But um. Guy's got a Furby on his desk. Won't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> he took watching. the batteries out a week ago. Yeah. He's, he's, he's talking about the devil. He's watching <laughs> real world season 10. Yeah, but it's, you know, it. American Idols just started. Do you think maybe the point of that was to kind of almost humanize the event and be like, this yeah. is just a story of what was happening right before this event that to a lot of us is just, yeah, it happened really close to us since we're in South Jersey. Uh, for those visitors in in Finland who are listening to us, but which we were now international, Um, but I didn't see it happen. I saw it on TV. Mm -hmm. So if you see a movie like that, where you see a story that was happening that could have happened inside the building, something that you were invested in for two hours and suddenly boom, it's gone. um, That's, that's a pretty powerful for lack of better words, impact. Right. Um, and yeah, it's you're gonna leave that not feeling so great because everything, literally everything that happened up to that point is now gone. Yeah. In that moment, you know what the ending is. There's no possibility of a happy ending, and now you not only don't get to see what happens after that, but you have to infer it for yourself, and you're left with the emotional burden. So, that's pretty neat. Well, it was definitely uh, a good film, and. Yeah. Um... I think your original question was what kind of roles have I done? But, oh, shit. Um, you know, like, I don't... My whole um, goal is what I tell people is just, like, you just have to do it. Like, just audition or just do the action of auditioning or doing a self-tape audition. You, you might be awful, but that's not the point. I think the point is a lot of people will watch, like, motivational videos but at some point you're going to have to be the one 
to take action and then start motivating people through what you do so my like when i started my whole goal was just just to audition and fail and be horrible because you get you get better and it's like you know just from that like from act like doing action i've gotten like different roles and met people and everything so i think that's a that's an underestimated part it's just half the battle is just putting your foot forward and doing just be bad until you're good right exactly there's a quote from hugh laurie that it, it's always stuck with me paraphrased in my head but i, I pulled it up for it's posterity it's <laughs> it's not lupus but it, it's a terrible thing i think in life to lupus? wait until you're ready oh. i have this feeling now that actually no one is ever ready to do anything there's almost no such thing as ready there is only now and you may as well do it now generally speaking now is as good a time as any Right, that's so true. And yeah, it's it's true. If you wait for the right time, it's it's not gonna come. And we've all been stuck there as creatives. I I know you know myself as a stand-up comedian. I've sat and toiled with the same material for months until I'm sick of it, and I and I I don't want to give it to the world anymore because I'm so familiar with it that I don't like it anymore. Andy. <laughs> yes, is a prolific writer <laughs> in my own world. <laughs> like, but uh, he is a very good writer. He makes very diverse, very deep worlds with rich storylines. So really, rich, in fact, that he can't release them because it's so much. It's and intimidating. It's, I've created an yeah, intimidating but, monster. Yeah, I can't tackle. Yeah, but it's it's. I think it's a case of waiting for the right time, which I get stuck in doing because I'm like, well, I can make a better punchline for that, or you're like, well, I can make a better storyline. Mm. Yeah. What what do you right. get stuck in? <clears throat> um, my problem is is uh, just starting something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my the big fear issue. of it's, starting. It's the fear of. It's not even like the fear of rejection. It's like, oh, what if I'm like well, success? You know what I mean? Like, what what happens then? I don't know. Can I handle it? No. Okay, I'll just stay here. You know what I mean? Oh, that's like, interesting. That's just yeah. me. Is for okay. me personally, it's uh, you know, I come with a lot of, a lot of ideas, but it's just like, I think just starting something, yeah. which is why when I, when I I turned thirty, I was like, you know, I always want to do this. I'm gonna just start doing. I'm just going to, I don't care people because people will tell you a million things. Don't listen to anybody either. I think that's a good, you know, more words of advice is just don't take anybody's advice. Just do your own thing. Because the thing is to you, where you want to go, there's a million different routes you can travel. Not everybody's route is the same. So that's my big thing is just, just starting. It's, there's certainly a fear for me of starting certain things because I don't know if, if you're the same way, but I always feel like this is not ready. Right. When we put out the first episode of this, it was good content, but we were not in the groove that we're in now where we know what we are. Yeah. And we know what we're doing. I think that's the same with anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. We got just, lucky that you we You overthink had. things, too. Yeah. I don't know if you guys... I'll... My, like... Oh, God, It's yeah. like... There's this uh, great video where the, this woman talks about how when you wake up in the morning, you set your alarm... It takes your brain like I don't know five seconds before you just like we'll go back into bed. So if you get up, you just have to go. Mm-hmm. Like don't even think about it. Like turn your brain off. Well, Sometimes you, told, you have to yeah. turn your brain off. Which is funny because like some of my greatest successes in anything, whether it's like a school project or something, is like I don't think it. I just do it. Don't even overthink it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. It's either gonna be good or bad. You'll live. You know what I mean. It's and your not next the end project of the world. will be better. Right. 
You know, if we didn't do a podcast before this, we wouldn't have this one right now be as quality as, as it has been. It's, <laughs> for a lack of better words, quality. But it's, I'd certainly say it's a step up yeah. from where we were. But we, we only had to do 60 of those to make this also, a little bit better. We also learned a big lesson. Live is very difficult. It is very difficult. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know... And then before that, we had projects, and you know, we we still write things together, and mm-hmm. and we haven't been able to produce together as much as we would have liked to, but that's changing. Things cost uh, Yeah, as we're getting older, you know, we're more capable of doing things, and it, yeah, it's it's really just a fear I know for me of putting an idea out there and committing to it, mm-hmm. and saying, well, yeah. what if I come up with a better idea during this? Fix it. Do it later. Right. Just evolve with it. And then there's the, the George Lucas effect. <laughs> where you see something that's perfect and <laughs> you get nervous about it. You're like, oh, I could have done this, I could have done this. Just make a sequel. Make a sequel and put all that stuff in there. Everyone loved the first one. Yeah, and everyone loved George's sequels. <laughs> well, that's I'm talking about five and six. But, okay, yeah, you're talking about Empire. You know, yeah, it, it, it's, it's just a matter of if it's going to suck, it's going to suck. And the next thing you do will be a little bit better. Right. Yeah. Chlorians, my man. God. <laughs> yeah. Not many people start at the top. And if you start at the top, that's where you end. Midichlorians were mentioned once mm-hmm. and never again. Just good. Leave it where it is, you know? It, it was a mistake, you, you leave it there. Right. Pretend it didn't happen. What do you have you don't have to tell us the name of the project. Do you have any projects that you think in your head I maybe wish I hadn't done it? Or something that you're not particularly, like, you're not going to put this in your portfolio. No, I don't think so. Um, everything's everything's been so much fun. Mm-hmm. Well, you learn something from it, even I've from had, bad experiences. I've only had great experiences. I mean, background's different because I think background is productive when you start because you can watch and see it, kind of how everything works mm-hmm. and, like, a big production and everything. And Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, like everything's been everything's been fun. I've only had great things to say. Like honestly, like everything's been so cool. Because yeah. you, um, you learn from the good and the bad. Right. It's right. Uh, if you have a bad, I have good stories from bad experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's important I, to have. I don't think I would regret anything I did. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's like I I because here's the thing too. Which I take responsibility for who I am and what I do. And at the end of the day, you know. When everybody else in the world is sleeping, and I'm in my bathroom brushing my teeth, and I'm looking at the mirror, I'm seeing myself. And you, I, you know, I, you have to be able to like live with those decisions and mm-hmm. take responsibility. So, you know, I, I'm okay with if I do something and it's, you know, I didn't do a good job, or um, maybe some people might have a problem with it. You know, you got to take responsibility for it. And then, yeah. you know, like you said, it's not the end of the world. You know, there's bigger problems that people have than, you know, people in the entertainment industry. <laughs> and if Matt's dentist is listening, yes, he does brush at night. <laughs> That's very important. You were saying uh, some of your best stories come out of bad experiences. Yeah, I, I have good, like, tangible stories from experiences that were overall negative at the time. Yes. Uh, I would say, A, yes, and B, my best story absolutely comes from a very negative experience and uh it, we can never tell it on this show but maybe on 
Well, that's that's outside of the entertainment. In yeah, that's outside of entertainment. Why can't you tell it on this show? Um, we will eventually, but it's too too soon. That's for the hundredth episode. That's for the hundredth yeah. episode. That's for twenty twenty nine. That's when I'm on my deathbed. I'll tell story. <laughs> and I'll tell you, Matt, why when we yeah, well, when okay. we cut, we'll tell you what it is. Okay. But we're I'm not ready for the I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. So <clears throat> overall, I, it sounds like your advice to somebody that's trying to get in is just. Do it even if you're not comfortable right Right. Away. And like you said, like there's never going to be a perfect time, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like I'm a late bloomer in a lot of things, you know what I mean? Puberty, um, <laughs> kissing a girl. Um, you know, I graduated a, a couple years late, you know what I mean? Okay. I mm. feel like I'm a late bloomer, so of course, you know, I get, mm. I get into acting and trying to make a career out of it, you know, at 30 – but you know what? Doesn't matter. That that shit does not matter. I don't think there's a such thing as a late bloomer. Right. No. I don't. Think, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like society, to society standards, mm. but yeah. it, that that's all doesn't matter. If Just, I had gotten successful at 20, I wouldn't be doing anything mm. right now. Yeah. What was, I, who was I'm it? glad that I had to stop comedy when I did because I don't. Looking back, I'm not creatively satisfied with what I was doing. And had I stayed on that path and I didn't have time to look inside of myself and say, "Am I happy with this?" Am I happy with my content? I, I think I would have fizzled out because I was doing pretty well before I had to back out. In entertainment, there is no such thing as a late bloomer. We have to remember that. Morgan Freeman yep. started acting in his 50s. James, that Cam- was his big role. James Cameron was a truck driver who decided in his 50s, I'm going to make Terminator. Yeah. He was in his 50s when he did Terminator? Mm-hmm. Jeez. My, he one was of, later in life. Might have been late yeah. 40s. One of my favorite examples is Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. He was a rock star He of became comedy. a whole new man yeah. at, at that, at that like age. Like 55, I think yeah. it was, that he just came, And he was out of the game for about 25 years. Because right. he started, and then he gave up, and he went into sales, and and he came back. And yeah. he was the, the biggest thing that ever happened. I, Imagine your first movie is Terminator. Yeah, I'm just I, thinking about that. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys do. You guys believe that like things have a way of working them out the way they're supposed to be? Uh, do you guys feel like that? Sometimes. Certain situations, I, yeah. I feel like that's in like situations where like, I'm not worried about being a certain thing. I'm just worried about taking those little baby steps to like, okay, there's a role. I'm gonna audition for it. Mm. Whatever you know, I'm gonna try my best. Whatever happens, happens, and somehow. Things build upon those little baby steps. No, you know that, what? I do get that. Like sometimes yeah. it'll work out chance. if you. Like, yeah. Sometimes you gotta take a chance, and you gotta remind yourself the outcome of this is completely out of your control, so don't sweat it. That's right. something I've kind of had to teach myself. Yeah, I just because one of the things on my bucket list for this year was uh, I wanted to be on TV, which was cool, and then I wanted to make a. I wanted to be cast in a lead or supporting lead outside of Jersey or PA, like in another state somewhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I uh, auditioned, and uh, like you said, like I saw it. You know, they said I would fit the look. I did an audition, and whatever happens, I know I gave my bet. Like I take responsibility. For whatever happens, you know, and I'm not mm-hmm. gonna take it personal if I don't get a callback or anything. And I think that's the important thing is like just you just gotta move on. Yeah. You know, even with that mindset, it still feels awful. When you get a no, no matter how you've justified it, you're still gonna go home feeling like crap. Right. It's to it it it's really speaks to how you get up the next morning or the next week or whenever you have something else to do or whatever that. Because the first time I did stand up, 
uh, Andy was in the audience, <laughs> and it was were you the only person in the audience. <laughs> no, 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 no. There were there other was people. way more people than there should have been. There was, I, oh wow! Yeah, uh, I took this comedy class because there was you got to do a show at the end of it, and I thought, well, you know, because I loved comedy, I'm like, I can go up there and do that. I was thinking of your open mic. I almost forgot about the thing at the hotel. Yeah, I there was also an open mic that Andy went to where I exclusively tried out new material. He busted out a harmonica. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to be Robert Klein. It, it's 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 that's aside from the point. I the first time I went up, I completely bombed, and you, I took a three year break. You threw out all all of your material before you went on stage. I yes. What did you? So what was your major factor in bombing? Do you think? Do you feel? I was nervous. Back? I was so nervous getting up there, and see, because I was like I had said before, I was twenty at the time, and. My material wasn't strong. I hadn't really thought it out. I didn't have a theme or a direction. And I just went up thinking, I'm going to be funny. And that's it. And I went up and, and just failed. I remember apologizing, and that was my biggest laugh. And everyone started clapping because I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I suck. <laughs> and I think I got some Man. sympathy laughs, and people maybe felt for me. You're, but you know what? But you're not the only one. You're not the first one. Yeah. You're not going to be the last one. It's worth noting you were by far the youngest person on that stage. Oh, it was me, and yeah, I, I was. I, there was, was probably you. a thirty-year gap between me and the next person. Yep, but. it was everyone. Everyone was <clears throat> middle-aged enough. Everyone else dropped out, but there's actually one guy who's doing pretty well from there now. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I. It took me three years, and then after that, I, you know, bombing is just a part of being yeah. a comedian, and like that show that I did there, I left that night not feeling bad about it. Yeah, you were because, upset with yourself for a while. Yeah, no, the uh, the show that I did where I just did new material at that open mic. Oh, the harmonica. I left that one like, well, there was, I didn't have any skin in the game on this one. The harmonica was a bad idea. Yeah, but, <laughs> so when I went to a real show, I didn't do that. <laughs> but that's the, the fear of, you know, just f fucking up a little bit until you get to where you want to be. That's what an open mic is. It's basically a workshop. Yeah. Do you guys ever feel like, um, as you get older, like, <clears throat> that was a that was a risky thing for you to do at twenty. Like yeah. not everybody can get on stage. I might have know, been nineteen even. Might have been nineteen years old. Yeah. You were young. I was a baby. Do you feel like you guys are like? Do you ever feel like you you lose that um, riskiness? I like, talked to Rick Overton to about risk. this. I I talked to Rick Overton, who is a, a comedy genius in my mind, um, and I asked him on his episode do you fear the lack of fear on stage and he told me you know do you get to have that fire that that makes you a winning kid in the beginning i don't think you get to have that forever eventually you're going to lose that but then you become familiar with who you are and while you're not necessarily comfortable you're not afraid anymore and because i was always afraid of getting up and not being nervous at all because then I'm like, well, I don't have to fight for anything, if that makes any sense. But because I think that fight brings that comedy out of you a little bit. I personally have never really been a risk taker. Same here. Uh, <clears throat> like you probably heard the story. I I was I even started walking late when I was a baby because I fourteen. Shut up. Because uh, my mom will tell you, I was I was able to walk by holding onto furniture. I would not let go of anything until I knew I was able to stand on my own. Wow. Which I think is kind of 
I think that is so ingrained in my personality it has kind of held me back I jumped out of my crib at nine months <laughs> my parent no for real you can talk to my parents yeah. I, they would start walking out of the room by the time they turn the lights out that was my sister i was too. on the ground my sister did my sister did everything earlier than i well, did. she learned how to walk on her hands before her feet right <laughs> she was <clears throat> do you ever feel like my sister and i literally learned how to ride a two-wheeler on the same day we're three Jeez. years apart <laughs> It's got the good we, we both we also both learned how to hit a baseball on the same deck. <laughs> That's so on brand for you, though. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I never, I, I always wanted to do. I didn't want to do anything until I knew I could do it. And my sister was like, "I want to try that." Yeah, yeah. knocks out of the park. <laughs> and now we take a trip to the ad vault to visit those who wanted to sponsor us but gave us a bad check. Hey, Mike. Oh God. <laughs> that view of uh, are you, is your bird bath not enough? I, the the stem has broken at this point. It's the birds are too heavy. I, oh. Is that a problem that bird baths have? <laughs> bird baths aren't always doing enough. Sometimes birds just come up and drink. They shit in it. They <laughs> they just do that little. It's thing one of they, those Greek spas they where they just where go they, to fuck. They do the thing where they dip their head in. They're not even getting their whole body wet. They're just dipping their head in and doing a little dance. It's called they're a bird doing, bath. That's not good enough, Sarah. That's like those fucking neck beard to wash their face once a month and then they call that a shower that's nothing what you need is shampoo for birds you put a little bit of this you put you put just a few drops of this shampoo into your bird bath do a little lather it up with your fingers or whatever and then next time your uh the neighborhood uh pigeons come around and they get into your uh bird bath they get squeaky clean because they are cleaning with shampoo for birds is this going to be one of those things where, like, ten years from now, there's going to be a, have you used shampoo for birds? You might be entitled to a large settlement. There's a little background information here. <laughs> Originally, this product was being tested and designed for human use. Okay. But they were not able to get past the animal trials, so they very cleverly uh, spun it into an <laughs> animal product. Specifically to be used on wild animals. Not, not the domestic ones. <laughs> Use this product for your wild animals and their bird. Do you have a bird problem? My bird problem is my birds are my wild birds that hang out in my yard are stinky and they're covered in in uh, dirt and birdseed. It's just like six in the morning, running out in his boxers, and grabs a bird out of the thing, lifts up their wing, just <laughs> somebody yeah. hasn't been bathing. You don't. <laughs> How else are you gonna make sure that, you, that your birds are bathing? <laughs> you gotta get between the behind the ears and under the wings. Do they have ears? <laughs> and if you call right now, you can get deodorant for birds too. It is spray on because <laughs> they don't have thumbs. Well, you gotta help them. <laughs> so this is completely reliant on like someone. Like you can get a toothbrush for your dog, but they ain't brushing their teeth. You gotta help them. I saw a post the other day. It said if they so can get make there, cookies so, that that brush your dog's teeth, so they, get get out there, catch a wild, catch a wild titmouse or whatever, pin it, like grab it by its little legs, lift up its arm, and spray some nice deodorant in there after you've shampooed it. I don't like that all these commercials that we've done in the last ten minutes feel like you're projecting something very deep. They've all been of you. I think they've all been shampoo based. <laughs> Bird poo. Bird, no, no. Shampoo for birds. Shampoo for birds. This is a separate Bird line. Bird is a different thing. That's for Abby. <laughs> Do you feel silky smooth, Abby? Yeah. Abby got shit on by a bird. Shampoo for birds. Get it now. Feather up. 
cowboy. Do you ever feel like, like I remember <clears throat> the successes I've had, like like previously, it's when I've done it my way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's some things I can do a certain way that other people, it might not work, but for some reason when I do it, it works. And I'll give you an example. <clears throat> I had to do a presentation on fetishes in my psychology class. It's going to be rough. And I could have done it the normal route where, you know, maybe I make like a poster and like, you know, have some cue cards, whatever. Who knows how it would have went, right? But mm-hmm. that's like not me at all. And I remember what I did was I created fake diary. I created fake diary entry. So I would get, I'd be like, dear diary, last night was so wonderful. I had a yeah. date with this man and he started touching my feet and like I did a whole <laughs> fake thing people didn't know what the fuck was going on when I got up there. yeah and I, but I I was like this is this will be this this will get over like I just knew I knew that this was gonna work and I don't yeah. know why I don't know why like, who the hell so <clears throat> I did this dear diary and then like I have to show a couple like pictures of different types of fetishes and yeah. why people have fetishes and things like that and at the end I was like alright guys I'm just gonna play a little clip here cause we had to include like a um, video as part of our presentation, I was like, I'm just going to leave this here. And it was literally, I found this video on YouTube where it was a guy just like sucking go. on a foot. Here we go. And it was a seven minute video. <laughs> and listen, I, I, I stood there straight faced for the seven minutes and I made the entire class watch seven minutes. This was the only time I got a 100% what on my fuck? presentation. Because they don't want you to have to fail and retake the class. (laughs) You can look at it that way, but I look at it as... Yeah, you don't want to see that again. Yeah, no. I've lost... I feel like as I've gotten older, I've lost that. Mm. I've lost that. And I I figure... The there? Yeah, like I was... Mm. Like, what the hell? That came out of left field and people Mm. were like, what is this? I tell you what, it woke everybody up in the class. Sexually or... Maybe. Yeah, man. (laughs) I don't know. Somebody had an erection. You know what I I take But I feel like I've lost that. But you you processed it. That was your way of processing it creatively was instead of presenting the facts as they are, you told a story. Did you guys ever see that video of the guy in his car deep-throating a foot? So you were telling a story. It was probably the video I showed that class. (laughs) I don't know. <clears throat> How old is it? This is like ten. Uh, this is like it came out earlier. This it was like okay. No, year. it's not that yeah, then. Okay, but um. And he's got it bookmarked. Yeah, like because <laughs> like was, that could have went horrible. Yeah, that shit was all over Reddit. It you know. Funny. Oh, there was certainly uh, one or two people that did not leave that room very happy that day. Right, dude. I'm, I'll tell you this off air because hey, it's that's not the whole story. But I'll tell you that off air. How, okay. Like, crazy. That's how you chose to approach this. Right. You know, the video aside. Which I th- I think that's part of it too was you wanted to hit them a certain right. way that was totally for shock yeah yeah but you processed it by <laughs> sorry you told them a story I, I pictured it I'm sorry <laughs> Andy's gonna be thinking about it all night now but that's yeah the the edginess that you start out with in the beginning not only do you not get to keep that but I don't think and this is what Rick said also it doesn't look good on an older person right but I wish when I go into auditions. That's how I handle it every time, and it's like it's. I feel like it's not there, but I want to get back to there. You know what I mean? Like mm. that. That was like perfection, <laughs> and I was just like so happy with it. And it was. It's also situations where like, look, this is either gonna go the best or the worst, and I'm doing it. Either way, 
I'm taking responsibility for it. And I, th- I think that's the thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'll tell you what. If your best stories come from your worst experiences, a lot of people had a bad time during that presentation. People were telling this story from the opposite side. So he just made us watch a video for seven minutes. <laughs> Someone got stuck him on a foot. Yeah, nobody, nobody stopped You me. can sneak some fetish stuff on YouTube because there's no like genitals involved. And he knows yeah. where all of it is. He's got all the channels. Yeah, there's like I remember there's like a leather leather fetish is, is like one of the main ones. Balloons is a weird one, but that's in there. Feet, leather, balloons. ASMR is a Oh, dude, do you people. know the baby one? <clears throat> Where they wear the diapers. Yeah, and, and they, oh, they pretend. Yeah. yeah, dude. There was a. Weird, man. Dude, that was like a whole thing. That was like on like um, Discovery or something. Or like. DLC yeah. With yep. like My Strange Addiction. That, those kind yes, of shows yes. The, uh, the baby man. And he That's the, the discovery that should uh, be investigated. His girlfriend had to like get him a crib that like fit mm-hmm. his body and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it like this. 40 year old man he goes to work all day comes home and gets into like his whole stick that's you know that's fair if everybody's consenting and he's contributing to the situation he's not yeah you can keep paying your nanny to take care of you rich people are into the weirdest shit Mm -hmm. why it's Uh, it's like the more money you get power I guess that's the power they have the the resources to really dig deep and find the most fucked up thing they can possibly spend the money on I think it's that power thing gets weird with really rich people to where they take it to like a a dark art send us home bitch (laughs) i just feel bad uh hold on let me just we're gonna be recording an hour of his show let's end our show yeah give me one second here i gotta pee come on (laughs) do it or i'll talk about my tongue again i'm I'm trying to get the silence i want you to pee your pants i want you to pee your pants is that your fetish? That's what I need. I'm going to get the fourth microphone oh. and I'm going to put it by your pants. You like, you like looking at wet jeans. It's oh, God. Is that a thing? Um, it, it is has now. To be a Everything's a but you have to wear like the light blue jeans. Okay. So what you do is you like call someone over. Like, yeah, come over. Let's hang out. Let's do a podcast. I should have worn my light jeans. By the up. way, I mean, pee's definitely a thing. Oh, it's a huge oh, yeah, thing. Wet jeans. I don't know if wet jeans are a thing. I don't know if wet mm. jeans are a oh, thing. Oh, definitely. They have to be. I'm gonna put this with the banana slug, the, the, all the banana slug <laughs> stuff that I couldn't put together. On our season two montage, it's gonna be Matt and I talking about all the weird shit people pee on. Yeah, there's a lot, dude. Not happening. So let me just put the end on this uh, real quick, so he we can. He is definitely a dominant thing. Oh my god, right, that's the understatement of the year. So that was our friend Matt Flowers. Lots of good stuff there. You can check out our episode of his podcast, 60 Minute Movies, on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever you can find ASVA Pod, the all-serious, very adult podcast. He's on TV. Evil Lives Here, an investigation discovery series about real-life crimes. He plays a ravenous murderer, which is completely unlike the guy we got to know today, I hope. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week.